Hello and welcome to the 10th uh, edition of our Communications Room podcast. Uh, as always, uh, together with Hartmut. Uh, hi, Hartmut. Hello, good morning, everyone. And me, and uh, uh, while we were discussing, um, like always, developments of uh, uh, industries of societies uh, of uh, human relationship uh, we found out that uh, at least for us one topic is uh, of gaining importance let me put it that way it had has always been uh, important at least in my point of view and that is critical thinking why that um, at least two aspects, and then I hand over to Hartmut. One aspect is that uh, we have the impression that uh, people more and more tend to follow more or less buzzwords without questioning them in kind of as a kind of uh, we get together as a tribe and then we have one leading buzzword and that brings us together. Uh, but they don't rethink or, or question uh, that buzzword. And uh, that's maybe the, the, the psychological human part. And then there's a technological part that has been has become very, very actual in the last few months, and that is artificial intelligence and the, the uh, opportunities and threats of uh, artificial intelligence. And uh, with that, I would like to hand over to Hartmut uh, to give us some uh, first ideas for today's discussion. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mark, for, for raising this essential topic, I would say, of critical thinking. And also in our preparation a bit for, for this um, podcast, we, we came to the conclusion that it's actually a topic that's um, yeah, not just focused on one area of society, but it covers the, the whole range, actually, from starting with small kids education, then the school part, um, university education, then uh, the part of how work is done in, in organizations, whether it's companies or public sector, and this in total affects the, the entire society. So we, we actually see the the full range and this tendency of uh, yeah, lack of critical thinking throughout the whole system, I would say. <laughs> Maybe if we, if we start from from the beginning, I think it starts from the from the childcare education parts um, already when children come to come to the kindergarten and uh, already there in in the first way do not experience probably this uh, practical elaborating um, anymore or just being outside playing around um, developing the, the social skills where already this rational learning aspects in in many cases uh, come comes to the to the forefront rather than than experiencing and i would say this practical experience um, for me is probably one element that we need to to develop um, more throughout the whole system so then that, that, that's one aspect that comes to my mind uh, because this way i think is probably the, the easiest way to in a in a playful way um to learn critical thinking because this way you, you immediately see well then this works and other things don't and then i have to carry the the conclusions from that so 
maybe the, the whole life is not as simple as that, but you're, I think you develop a kind of feeling what works and, and what doesn't. So for me, this is one aspect of the, the whole thing. Not sure what you think, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree completely. And I, I, I started to smile while you were talking about kids and tell them that it's not that simple. Because that is something that I do with my grandson, my old, first oldest grandson, who has become 12 years this year, for years now. Uh, he likes to discuss, which I appreciate very much. And then he comes with a, a black and white thesis as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, understandable. And then I always tell him, well, it's not that simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and and then, then we get into the discussion of different aspects. And uh, this is maybe already almost down to the core of critical thinking, because it doesn't mean that I'm convinced of, uh, of uh, a certain topic. And, and then I criticize all others. This mm -hmm. is not critical thinking. Mm -hmm. But critical thinking is rather the opposite. Question yourself, question uh, 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 opinions, mm -hmm. uh, try to find information that you may dislike mm -hmm. in order to get uh, 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 as much as comprehensive picture of the topic that you are discussing or that you have to solve. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, to that, um, you don't you don't have any chance to develop. And there we come back to what you said about education. Education, uh, in my point of view, is um, opportunity and guidance to develop. And this does not mean that you have uh, to learn just facts and uh, then then memorize the facts and then write them down. This is, I don't, wouldn't say that it's useless, but if you only do that, uh, you miss uh, the, the, the more important part of education. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. And um, of course it's hard because it means that you have to question yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have even have to question uh your your orientation system from time to time which is one of the most uh, um most stable things in, in in individual psychology is uh orientation system or uh, ethical compass that people develop and still this critical thinking starts with questioning yourself and whether you're basic assumptions are still true. And if you are capable to do that, then you can start to think uh, to think about any issue in a way that helps you uh, develop solutions that you may have not be able to think about before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's, I think, maybe an, an essential aspect of the whole thing. Imagine these ideas that we do not have in, in our mind already. And part of and this happens in in dialogue and, and through listening and also considering 
different perspectives and, and then making up your mind because in I think in these times it's not probably not possible anymore just to have this black and white picture like you explained because then it's either the one extreme or or the other and the aspect of the new things that come out of a conversation I think they, they are not not existing anymore so it's just the either yeah. and or but not not this aspect of of co-creation yeah because this is also I think closely related to each other so that you have this listening aspect but also working with them the different perspectives that you see and then really make up your mind Mm. And I can accept, or not accept, understand that in times that seem to become more and more difficult with climate change, with uh, uh, war in the Ukraine, uh, and uh, COVID, and uh, financial crisis, and so on, that in such times people tend to or some people tend to find the e easy and simple solutions. And that uh, this may be one of the reasons why uh, e extremist movements or extremist parties in societies uh, get more and more support these days. Still, it's not an appropriate way uh, to find uh, to find a way of living that is worthwhile and acceptable for all, and this is uh, at least in my point of view the basic ethical or moral task that every human being has. Not only think about his or her or its individual welfare, but think about uh, the welfare of humankind. Uh, in a whole. And um, this, again, is a complex issue for sure, yes. Still, I think it's necessary to become worthwhile and to, to, uh, to reach results that really mean progress for everyone. And uh, then we come back to your thesis. If people haven't had the chance to develop to develop such a way of thinking mm -hmm. it may be too late to teach it uh, them when they are uh, adults and uh, take decisions that can change the world to either way and therefore mm -hmm. i agree completely education is so 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 important important yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would say it, it uh, transfers actually then from um, from education also into the to the work life actually. Mm -hmm. So we have this topic of of new work um, that, that is around in many organizations. So where, where there is a trend maybe to to start to rethink. Um, but I think um, a lot of, at the same time, a lot of these attempts are also not so so serious, probably in the in the organizations, and, um, where also the, the organization maybe prefers to stay in the in the comfort zone, if you want to to call it that way. Because if in in a company or other types of organizations you 
you try to implement new work. <clears throat> I think it should, should go along with um, also allowing more critical thinking in, in organizations. And if you have like more traditional hierarchical organizational forms, this way of thinking is probably not uh, not a standard also in in organizations that just have these top-down mechanisms and where people maybe are also or people can get afraid or maybe like like we said maybe they have not even learned it in in education then come to a work life that also does not foster it so it's also quite difficult at the same time to to make a switch or probably it's not that you can switch from today to tomorrow in in such organizations but you have to do it over time and <clears throat> just one term also comes to my mind is the term of em empowerment <clears throat> i think that also needs to be increased um, along the way yeah? or maybe it goes hand in hand <clears throat> empowering people and allowing and developing or even fostering critical thinking in in organizations um, and the reason to do that is you will avoid um, existential uh, threats and you will release more opportunities to shape uh, the future than you ha could have been thinking about. Yeah, and we have examples from the past. Uh, for uh, Let's talk about companies, but com companies exist of people. And, and, and usually the human brain tends to stay in the comfort zone. That is part of our biology and psychology. Okay. To stay in the company, in, in, the, in the comfort zone means stay in the mood of uh, thinking fast. To, to refer to Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow. And mm -hmm. thinking fast is just um, accepting easy explanations, yeah? direct solutions, black and white situations, and uh, then uh, the brain is happy because it doesn't need uh, much energy. Think, thinking slow means that or that rethinking and so on. So, and now to the examples. One of the, of the most famous examples that we know is uh, uh, Kodak. Mm -hmm. Kodak, the, the company that, uh, that uh, where the, the deciders in that company said there's no threat for us uh, with uh, digital developments uh, and we still will sell films for for cameras for for uh, for until the end of time mm. and they were lost and the big the big mistake was to to not question your basic assumption in the light of uh, new developments. Mm. And this will happen to each and every company that says, okay, I've been doing that for decades, so I'm sure that it will work for the decades to come. This is the first step to, uh, mm. uh, to, to uh, existential uh, exit of this company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those companies who are now, if, who have reached an age of 50 years and more, there must have been people in those companies who were capable to rethink, to question, uh, to 
ask their CEOs questions that may have hurt. Mm -hmm. And there must have been CEOs who have been listening to, to those questions and trying to find, find other answers than in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is, uh, so to say, the secret of how to, how to manage, shape, uh, successfully participate in the future. Like uh, um, the director of the NATO Defense College said, the simple key to thinking successfully thinking future is not a model, not a method. It is the capability for critical thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fully, fully agree, and it's also reflected. I, I would say now in many of the more recent um, studies and research projects on on new work, um, because I also had a look at this, and in most of the graphs, this, this type of thinking, whether it's called critical thinking or reflective thinking, maybe as a similar term for the for the same thing. <clears throat> is actually the, the key skill for for the future that needs to be developed in in organizations exactly due due to this and uh, what you described just reminded me that um, this type of thinking then by the way is also the the key for for progress overall and with this also for for innovation in in, in companies and because without this critical Thinking um, in the way we de we described also, I would say innovation will have will be very difficult to, to develop. For example, completely new new products like you you said, um, or continuously looking at the market, which which other developments I need to take up in my my processes, and which are also the, the opportunities actually the, the future brings, and rather than just seeing the whole thing as a as a threat or <laughs> a shark or however yeah. you want to call it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Because there are also oh. these opportunities for for collaboration, for example, that, that come from this. Right, definitely. And uh, um, let me now shift focus a little bit to, to that new development of AI. Mm -hmm. um, I agree completely that that for new work to conclude uh, to, uh, to to make my final remark to, to new work that uh, it is necessary to to then as a company help people develop that kind of uh, um, critical thinking in order to um, release that. Uh, that uh, big room, big space of opportunities, yeah, which can help to to be to do successful business in the future as well. And now there is something that may be uh, uh, the whole uh, a whole adverse effect to what we've been discussing concerning new work and empowerment and so on, because. Um, the, the possibilities, the opportunities of uh, today's artificial intelligence are in at least that way dangerous that they 
may lead people to stay or fall back in their comfort zone. Like if I only have to ask uh, a the, the AI tool uh, to provide me with information about this in this sector or this in this development, and then I rely on uh, the results of uh, this AI tool, and this as well can be first step to distinguishing the uh, the organization or the company. Mm-hmm. Because you you need to question all results that are not only analyzing numbers that an AI can give you. You need to, you must. You must question all those mm-hmm. results based mm-hmm. on your capability for critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we have to have in mind that an AI tool has been modeled by people who, even if they have the bravest intentions, will bring there at least unknown Uh, or unconscious biases into that model. And you don't know on which uh, uh, amount and which kind of data this AI tool has been trained. So you can not feel secure about the results of that AI tool. And therefore you need maybe even more, and this is why I said it in the beginning, even more than before, this capability for critical thinking. Because if you start to rely on AI because it's so easy and comfortable, mm-hmm. you may mm-hmm. have started the first step on a dangerous path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this uh, just reminds me of one of the, the interviews I read recently with one of the AI gurus or based in one of these organizations and he actually said that the key in dealing with AI is that um, that it's up to you. you you need to know what you what you want before you start and before you enter it and then you can see the AI as a as a companion and and he used uh, actually the, or he described it in a way so as we need to imagine that the AI is like a like a 15 year old computer nerd and <laughs> so it's extremely fast, uh, learns everything in, in, in seconds, can execute, knows how to, to, to program and knows the characters. Uh, but this guy, because he's sitting in front of the screen all day, hasn't seen anything else from the, from the real world. So. And that's actually, actually what we have to bring in. And that's actually the, the call to, to reflect on what we also get from, from this. So. <laughs> But he says, once we understand this, and of course we, we know that we need to develop the idea of what we want from this from this guy, and then he can execute it in a in a good way. But it's not like a person who sees the whole picture immediately, actually. Yeah, a, a nice picture mm-hmm. of the teenage <laughs> computer nerd who doesn't yeah. have any experience at all. Yeah. And experience, I think, is very important to to be capable to take uh, to take decisions that uh, will mean success. 
uh, without experience. You, you may be successful, but you don't have necessary to be. Yeah, that's an important part of it. And what you said reminds me of that uh, you not we don't we not only have to think about what do we really want, that's the focus, and we have been talking about that in spring. We really have to focus uh, to, to, to get uh, uh, valuable uh, results. You have to think about your, your biases as well before you if if it if the question is important enough of course but then you have to think about your biases as, as well before you um start to to put prompts uh, 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 into in, into the machine because they are the biases of those who modeled the ai tool they are the biases of the data set mm -hmm. And then you bring your own, in your own biases, you know? mm. and and the more you you think about your personal uh, playing fields and biases and drivers, uh, the more you will capable together with uh, having a very clear focus to get results that really help you, and then it's the companion or the the the, the uh, not only the companion, but the one who may have uh, uh, good uh, initial ideas for you that you have been think haven't been thinking about, and then you from that you can start to to think further. Yeah. Mm. And then it's really helpful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we also need to. Uh, yeah. We need, I think we need to know who we have in front of us, also with an AI computer <laughs> on the one hand side. And probably we also, like you said, yeah, need to get in a, in a conversation with this guy <laughs> and see what we can get out of that. And that again needs to include this type of sense making. So we need to evaluate what comes out from yeah. this. How does it compare to? other opinions, other sources than that we heard about the same topic and I'm sure there will be some some new aspects that are really innovative and and new probably but um, yeah, there can also be like nonsense coming out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean we, we had those examples uh, already and uh, tons of them that if the, if the data set was too small Mm -hmm. uh, for the AI to learn, and unfortunately, they, they need vast, uh, large uh, data sets to learn. So, if the data set was too small, then the AI starts to tell rubbish, mm -hmm. nonsense, like you said. Mm -hmm. And um, we already have many, many examples for that. And uh, if it's only about, uh, tell me about. Really a challenge, and but if it uh, if it is about uh, decisions that have a severe impact on people, mm. then it becomes very dangerous uh, um, because um, then the, the the machine itself. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
only has a chance to do black and white decisions, for example, if the data set is too small. Either, either it's rubbish or it's black and white from the machine as well. And then we, we take a step back even in, in our development. Mm -hmm. And there are those examples out of the US that uh, uh, if a, uh, a US court uh, uses AI for the, the prediction uh, uh, of a human development, whether that person would be uh, doing crime again or not, that all those AI systems were very biased and they, they don't give the individual any chance. So mm -hmm. it may be statistically true that a certain uh, part uh, of society, uh, if you are out of a certain part of society, I'm very cautious here, uh, you 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 have a higher risk to to fall back and and commit crime again, but does that tell anything about the individual that is in in front of the judge? Mm. Not really. So it's statistically true, but it can be in in individually completely incorrect, and th therefore. I mean, that may not be the case within companies, uh, but uh, for a society, it's very, very important to really think about what kind of decisions do we want the AI to make instead of human beings? Still having in mind that it's not the AI taking decisions, but Eventually, it's the people who model the AI and train the AI that are who are responsible for the decision that an AI takes, which is uh, usually nothing more than uh, probabilistic calculating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also an important part actually of the not relying on AI results in a in a blind way again. <laughs> so it might be dangerous um, at all to um, to apply AI in, in decision situations. So maybe that's something we should keep to us as humans. <laughs> this way of judgment. Um, that judgment is probably also based then on more than the information that's filled in in such a system. Yeah. And um, that brings me to what you have been mentioning before that it um, may be very wise to not only take decisions on your own, but to get into a dialogue. Maybe using the AI and still uh, get into a dialogue with, with other people and exchange views, exchange perspectives, uh, and then based on those different perspectives and views come to a conclusion or a decision that you couldn't have had on your own. And this is why I think I can speak for you as well. Mm. Communication uh, is so important in our point of view. Communication is really the thing that makes uh, the 
developments better than if there wouldn't be any communication, any exchange of uh, perspectives and views, because then you would miss uh, important information, important uh, experience, important impressions that you need to take uh, successful decisions. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this was one of our drivers to develop the communications room, for sure, to come to better conclusions, to come to better insights, to come to better decisions. And uh, in a way, the communications room is a way of rethinking, a way of critical thinking. And as we said, in our point of view, more important than ever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's also a great kind of conclusion from, for our call today, because communication seen in this way, in the way of the communication room, it shows the direction to the future, how we can do it. And it doesn't hurt anyone. No? You just need to enter the room, participate with an open mind, and you will automatically, almost in a magic way, come to come to these mind-opening moments, like we called it a while ago. And right. that's, I think, what normally motivates people who, who join these sessions, who, who use the communications room in such a meaningful way. And that's also the way we want to bring it forward and make it available to, to everyone, actually. And this way, hopefully, we can have a, a small impact, positive impact for development of the society overall. That's maybe our contribution, at least how yeah. I would and wish it. Yes, <laughs> and, and I, I hope that we at least uh, gave some impulses to rethink maybe one or the other conviction that our listeners have, mm -hmm. like we always do with ourselves. So thank you for listening this time. Uh, hope to have you with us next time as well. And uh, take care. Yeah, thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye.